MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. So we're talking with uh, Mandy Ben-Walid and with Jeremy Cohen. You'll find out more about them at our website, coasttocoastam.com, and link up to Talk Death. Um, so, okay, I, I like to think that there are innovations, and I think I'd like to think we're past the point of burying people with really expensive stuff. Like, it always breaks my heart when I see somebody with, like, a 62 Corvette and they're burying the dad in the behind-the-wheel Corvette. <laughs> what? Uh, what dad would have wanted. And I think, okay, well, cremate dad, put him, in the, put him in the glove box, let's seal it up, and I'll drive him around for the rest of forever. <laughs> you know, don't want to waste a car like that. So what, what are some of the innovations that are coming, and will they – bring a reduced cost at a time when people are emotionally vulnerable? Well, I think that what you said uh, before the last break was really interesting about how important rituals are and about how important gathering is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it made me think of something that that came up, you know, really during um, the lockdown period was uh, actually virtual funerals started happening. Right. And so this is when you don't, so there's actually different types. There's totally virtual where everyone is online. And then there's also hybrid. And that's something that we're seeing a lot more now where you have people in person then you have people who maybe just can't travel, right? Maybe they can't afford to, maybe they don't, maybe they don't have the, the, the health to be able to travel. And we're seeing that a lot now. And what's really interesting with this is that they actually, these services are so much more personalized, so much more beautiful. Um, I I work with a company called Keeper, and we uh, we do these for families. And it actually started because I had to do a service for my grandmother who died from COVID um, right at the beginning of it. And it was honestly like, I didn't think that getting together on Zoom with my family for like a memorial service 
would be anything special. And it was more, more, it was more meaningful than any funeral we had gone to for our family. So Mm. it was very interesting. And that's just one small change that we saw, you know, within the last two years and it's so much more affordable and it's so much more personalized. And so that's just one, like a first example that came to mind. How about you, Jeremy? Oh, there's also um, uh, an increasing interest in green and natural burial. Yeah. Um, You know, this, this isn't necessarily a disruption in the sense of saving money, but in terms of the environment and in terms of, you know, disrupting the industry itself, um, we're seeing a lot of interest. So, you know, uh, 55% of people that have been polled have been, have expressed interest in having a green burial. Um, and this is, you know, a burial that occurs either at a cemetery dedicated to this or within a space at a regular cemetery um, where you are buried with either, you know, no casket, uh, just in a shroud or in a wicker casket. Um, There are no embalming fluids that are used, um, ideally no cement vault either. You are returned to the ground in as natural a state as is possible. Um, And I think that this is something that we're going to see more and more and more. I've uh, I officiate memorial services or or funerals a couple of times, and sometimes you know it's just so sad, and you really work very hard to bring the meaning out so that it becomes a cathartic experience, and people feel like they had a chance to express themselves. And other times, though, it's really interesting to hear, as you said, Mandy, people who are just well, I mean, they've really personalized it, and they're not waiting for permission from some officiate at, a, at you know from a church or something to tell them it's okay to personalize it they're going to whether you like it or not and i remember one service that was nominally christian when i was a seminarian um and i could hear as i was reading the prayers i could hear the sounds of beer cans opening uh and it was weird at first you heard the pfft, pfft, and I could I looked out and there were people who were drinking at the funeral. And I think, well, that's interesting because that sort of harkens back to the idea of the wake when people used to keep around the dead for a period of time to make sure they really were dead. And they would drink and they would tell stories and they would be with the body before they put it in the ground. And I think, well, that that was kind of a very organic I thought reach back to might have what might have been a family tradition of drinking at a funeral. One of the best parties I've ever been to was a funeral, and it was the exact same situation. There was a live band, there was a buffet, and it was an opportunity for everyone to get to know each other, get to hear stories of the deceased, and you know, given that we are living in an increasingly secularized world. We are searching for these new types of rituals and these new ways of not only connecting with the living, but also connecting with the dead. And I think that people are going to search these things out and are searching these things out. And it exists now, too. Like We have um, essentially event planners for funerals now where it doesn't necessarily matter what the means of final disposition is. Oftentimes, we will say that it's with cremation, but... It'll be at, you know, I've done funerals at art galleries, at parks, at golf courses. Right. It doesn't have to be this traditional stuffy church or parlor. Right. 
Yeah, in fact, stuffy is something which I think is weird. And when my my godmother, who is Jewish, died, um, her wish was to have me stand there in front of her casket um, at the Jewish cemetery in Skokie, Illinois, and to tell everybody who gathered that day that she had converted on her deathbed to Christianity. And she oh did it as goodness. yeah one final joke one fi- and and they they came up some people some of the mourners came up and they were mad because she had died in a she was the president of her of her um, of her congregation and I mean she was and and my I was like I really had to hold myself because I could just feel people just angry and I, I stood up there and I said well I just want to let you know Lois. Asherman um, had converted on her death to Christianity. And, <laughs> and then, and I, I would said, you know, I, I, we had somebody there, we had a cantor there to sing the Kaddish cause I couldn't do it. But, um, but before I, I, we did that, I said, by the way, psych. And I said, Lois got you one last time. And it was such a relief. And they felt so connected to Lois again because they knew that's just what my godmother would do. It's just a typical joke that she would play on her friends. And I love that. It's a little hard to formalize that in a ritual, however. (laughs) I wish I would have met her. She sounds awesome. That's so great. I love it. She was great. A bold approach to engineering. At Bowling Green State University. Our engineering degrees fuse the science of traditional engineering with technology and hands-on skills. This combination is what employers are looking for in the up-and-coming fields of robotics, advanced manufacturing, and systems engineering. It's why our graduates find jobs and why BGSU stands out. Don't just get a degree. Secure your future at BGSU. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry 
she would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so um, so what are some of the other ways that people are doing? What do you think, when you mentioned the organic, I've heard about this. This is where, you know, you put people out into an area that's marked off for burial and they become part of the soil and whatever, but that's not everywhere. Is it Jeremy? No, it's not. Um, it's, you know, the right now only about 6% of uh, dispositions are green or natural burial. Although it is something that is legal everywhere. You can have a green burial anywhere in North America but you have to search for it. There's around 350 cemeteries um, that offer green burial, either within a designated area or are actually green burial sites. Um, And it's up to the cemetery itself to decide whether or not they want to offer green burial or, um, you know, create a green burial section. Um, But yeah, it is, it's growing in popularity, but it is still um, it, it, it is still not the the most popular option out there. But what I think is important to really understand is that regardless of the cemetery you go to, there are still greener options you can select, which will right. also reduce the cost. Right. So embalming is absolutely not leak is not no. Like, you do not have to do it. And you can have a simple pine box. Also, there is something that a lot of consumers are not aware of, that by law, it is called the funeral rule by the FTC, that a funeral provider may not refuse or charge a fee to handle a casket that you purchased from elsewhere. Oh, good. If you want to buy a simple pine box from a little cabinet maker down the street and go really simple or buy a wicker one, go super simple and green and inexpensive, they are not allowed to refuse you by law anywhere in the U.S. So there are ways that you can reduce your cost and go more green if that's something that you care about. It's just people in those moments, they're at the funeral home, someone close to them just died. They don't know what they can and cannot do. And the funeral directors are often not very transparent. Why don't we make it a law that they have to be? Why don't we make it a truth in like lending law? Why don't we make it like calories in the side of a, you know, Stouffer's mac and cheese or something that they have to put a sign up on what the what the legality is, what people are entitled to so that they don't have you can't that way. The funeral director doesn't have to say anything, just simply point to it and say, here, sign here, initial here, that you have read this as options. Yeah, well, so there is the funeral rule, also part of the FTC, that that same rule, that when that came out, and this is still true today, is that funeral homes are required to provide a general price list for the funeral arrangements, and that consumers have the rights to choose which goods and services they want. There are some exceptions, but you are correct. They don't have a sign saying embalming is not required by law. No, they don't have that. They're trying. The FTC is trying to make it more transparent. They've gotten 
a certain way, but I think that it can definitely go further. Okay. Jeremy, your thought on the future of funereal technology? No, well, I think one of the most interesting um, one of the most interesting technologies right now is aquamation or alkaline hydrolysis. Okay. Um, which is, you, which I is, love this already. I don't even know what it is, but I think that sounds so cool. <laughs> it, it's essentially water cremation. And so you are put into um, a, a heated vat um, that is filled with a water lye solution. And that, that is, or that water lye solution is heated. And essentially your flesh and muscles dissolve and all that is left uh, are your bones. And then hmm. that is, you know, your bones are, are crushed, and those are the cremains that are left. And then the um, the water lye solution with your dissolved remains uh, gets put down the drain. Right. And, and it's totally safe, and um, there's no, like, it, it, it's, a, it's basically a base solution, and it's actually very safe. There's just, the regulations around it have been challenging because it's new, but um, it is legal in 18 U.S. states and five provinces right now. And um, it also is a greener option as well in that it takes up so much less energy and has no emissions when you compare it to cremation. And so, like, a nice way to put it is, like, it's cremation in, like, a warm bath. Right is is a nice way to put it. But when you read it in the media, they're like people are dissolving bodies, like right. you know, in the mafia, in right. in these vats. But it's a really interesting technology that I think is going to become way more popular. Yeah, and you get more remains as well. You get more cremains using um, aquamation or, or alkaline hydrolysis than you do with traditional fire cremation. When I learned the word cremains and how we had moved away from ashes, which is not accurate anyway, and we were saying cremains, I've I've had a problem any time I was in an office that had cremora. After that, <laughs> I cannot stop the association <laughs> with cremains. Um, why not burial at sea? What, what's our what's our standard on that now? The you know, I'm kind of nostalgic for something like that. Why not that burial at sea? Um does still exist and you can still have it. There are still people in the military that are able to have it. And um, it is, I I don't know exactly, it's definitely legal in many parts of the States. I think you just need to find um, a funeral director and a captain that will take you out to do it. But typically the challenge is is having a captain that that will take you out to do it from what I've learned. Yeah. But yeah, burial at sea is still uh, totally possible. And if you do, if you would prefer cremation, um, a lot of people will scatter at sea or there's even these really cool urns that are actually made out of like, like a papier-mâché and you, it actually would be shaped like a little boat or a turtle. And so you put the cremator remains inside, and then you let it go in the water, and it floats, and then it slowly dissolves, and it's really beautiful as well. There's also uh, companies that are um, where, where you can – they're creating wreaths where you can take cremated remains, um, and they are brought down to the bottom of the ocean, and they become part of the, that ecosystem. I think that's cool. And I like how little French girl over there said papier mache. I thought that was good. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I'm I, I, we're going to get to people's questions coming up in just a moment. 
and probably won't have a lot of time to deal with this, but connected very closely to the other side of the funeral industry is the prolonging of life industry. Um, And that's another thing that we may have to wait for another show to do someday, but that was, that was a disturbing process. This, this amount of, you know, the, the effort that's put into extending life um, also seems to be sort of anti-funereal in a way, which is, or even Jeremy, as you were talking about this belief somehow in immortality, that if we give, if we put enough chemicals in a person, we put enough, we run enough electricity through them, um, that we can keep them alive for longer. They're, their quality of life is very poor or low or non-existent, but for some reason we take solace in that. And I see those two things as being kind of vaguely connected. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is that, you know, medicalization where we are trying to prolong life at all costs. And medicine sees death as being, you know, the ultimate failure. And you really do want to to keep people alive as long as as possible. Um, And then, yeah, the other side of that is, the you know transhumanism or, or immortalist, the people who are trying at, at all costs to live forever, or the people who are using cryonics. You know, they are when they die, their bodies um, are cryogenically frozen in the hopes that one day they will be able to be revived and, and right. live again in the future. Yeah, I think those two things are, are absolutely connected. Um, although you know, obviously the, the goal for immortalists and for people who want to live forever is to also have healthy aging outcomes as well or to reverse aging completely. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.